So here we have the greatest of the vocal prayers because it is given by Jesus himself. Now remember, we have vocal prayers, meditative prayers, and contemplative. But the vocal prayers are the ones we learn as children. We recite it. Now Matthew's version is the one that we know. Mark's version is a little abridged. But at the most critical hour, Jesus prayed to the Father. Before he was picking his disciples, before he went to the cross. So our Father that he taught them is really, the church fathers tell us, a summary of the entire gospel. It's interesting. St. Augustine said, go through all the prayers of Scripture, and you will see all is contained in the Our Father. That's pretty good. So when we pray to the Father, we are in communion with Jesus. Why? His whole life was spent doing the will of the Father and praying to the Father. So our Father is not a child's prayer. I even say that too, you know, prayers you learned as a child. The Our Father, the Hail Mary, the Glory Be, but it's not a child's prayer. The Lord's Prayer is actually called the Disciples' Prayer. We actually got to become... You know, we have to know what we're saying in this prayer. And we can't know that until we enter into discipleship. So this is not a light thing. Now, note the order of the petitions. This is fascinating in the, in the Lord's Prayer. All right, the first three petitions have to do with God and giving him glory. So we start with God. So hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, and thy will be done on earth as in heaven. Get that? The first three petitions. Hallowed be thy name, so we revere God. Thy kingdom come, Lord, come to earth, and thy will be done. Not my will, Lord, your will. So these are the first three petitions. They pertain to God. Then the second three petitions have to do with us, our needs and in what our necessities. Why? Give us this day our daily bread so we need to eat. Forgive us, and that's body and soul. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. So the second one is forgiveness. And then lastly, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. So those are the second three petitions. That should be the order of our life. God first, our needs second. So only when God is given his proper place as father do all the other things fall into place. <clears throat> this is important. Remember, a prayer is not to bend God's will to our will is for us to surrender. So prayer has to be an attempt to submit our will to the will of God. This is the one great commandment. Love God and love neighbor, the two great commandments actually go up to the one great commandment, do the will of God. So I wanna finish by saying in the second part, the part that deals with us, 
the part that deals with our needs and necessities, there's an interesting thing. It deals with the essential needs of man and past, present, and future. In other words, it covers everything. First, it asks for bread. Well, that's needed to maintain life. Bread is the staple of life and brings the needs of the present to the throne of God. So right now, Lord, I need to survive. I need to eat my body and my soul. Give me this day, this present day, my daily bread. So it asks for the staple of life bread in the present moment. Second, though, it asks for forgiveness. So I have to be forgiven, but that brings the past to the throne of God. Forgive me for what I have done in the past. And then third, it brings the future. Help lead me not into temptation in the future. This commits the future to the hands of God. So we bring the need for food, the forgiveness, the need for forgiveness, and protection for the future all to God through the past, present, and future. The past, forgive me my sins. The present, give me the bread of life today. And the future, lead me not into temptation. Don't let me sin. This is really fascinating. So Jesus tells us that God the Father knows what we need before we even ask him. But by asking, it makes us aware that only God the Father can provide what we truly need. Other than be given the bread of life to exist, keep you in existence in the present, and God the Father forgiving you your sins of the past, and God helping to keep you from sin in the future, you need nothing else. You need nothing else. Your body is provided for your needs in the bread, that's the present. He's forgiven your past. And if you let him with grace, he'll protect your future. You have everything. The past, the present, and the future is taken care of by God. We don't even think about that when we pray this prayer. We just rattle through it. This is powerful. So the Lord's Prayer does not teach us to pray, my Father, but our Father. It's significant because nowhere in the Lord's Prayer do we hear I, me, mine. No. God is not our exclusive possession. We are a family. And the very phrase, our Father, means it's not about me. So the fatherhood of God is only possible because we are brothers. The brotherhood of man, we are all brothers. That makes God our father. And I think the greatest example is the prodigal son, right? We always talk about the prodigal son. What does the word prodigal mean? Prodigal means to squander, to lavishly pour upon someone. And we say prodigal son because he squandered his inheritance. But Vinnie Flynn points out, we could actually call it the prodigal father because God the Father squanders mercy 
on us, pours mercy upon us, the undeserving persons that we are. And so think of the prodigal father when you pray the Our Father. Why? First of all, the son came back and he forgave him his past sins. Forgive us our trespasses. Secondly, he slaughtered the fattened calf and fed them, a precursor to the bread of life that will feed their soul. So he met the son and the present moment. But he also said, you will forever be my son, the future. The prodigal son is a beautiful example of what we have in this prayer. But it's really the prodigal father that is the lesson. We are the son. We are the wayward ones. We are the ones who have wasted the grace. But God the Father will take us back. What a beautiful gift. That's what this prayer is all about. And today we ask God our Father to hear our prayers. Now we'll offer up our petitions. Let us especially ask him to protect these six priests and this nun in Nigeria that have been kidnapped and threatened to be killed if a ransom is not paid. We're doing everything we can to help. We at the Marian Fathers, and we ask your prayers too. Supposedly today, a priest that we know very well is going to go speak and try to negotiate their freedom. What a brave man. And God bless his efforts. And may they return home safely into the arms of their father. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit DivineMercyPlus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's DivineMercyPlus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.